All right, uh, I just got back from the garden, uh, doing a little bit of garden work, so I thought I'd uh, record an episode about uh, America's number one hobby, gardening. Um, when I first heard about that that stat, that it was the uh, number one hobby, I thought, no way, Like the, these guys are the most violent country you can think of, right? Number one in shooting, right? The most militaristic country. Uh, biggest exporter of weapons and like gardening doesn't seem to really jive with that uh, right and it, I began to right, wonder how much more violent Americans would have been if they didn't have this uh, calm hobby but now having gardened for a little while I'm starting to suspect that it, it just might be the gardening that's uh, turning them into the violent people that they are um, because I'm noticing that uh, happening to me um, yeah, uh, you think it would put you uh, more in touch with nature, uh, and in, in a sense it has, but uh, if you live in a area where you have uh, garden pests, uh, then it might change your outlook, uh, right? Uh, so I was, uh, this morning, <clears throat> I saw a rabbit, like a one of those eastern cottontail rabbits, uh, don't, you see them in Toronto? Um, or you know, at least a part of Toronto, I'm at, at uh, quite a bit. Uh, they're not that rare, but uh, you never like seeing them first thing in the morning going through your garden, uh, and then you have to like just kind of walk around just to see if it hit anything. Uh, this today I also saw, and it's never a good thing to start your morning seeing deer prints, right? And then uh, just another game of trying to see what was is still there what isn't there uh and um after you go through a few iterations of this uh it's you no matter how good a person you are of course i'd never for example never hunted uh i'm not saying hunting makes you a bad person but i'm not you know um emotionally equipped to you know kill and like field dress an animal right uh, i'm not i can't i'm a bit too squeamish but i do fantasize now about hunting deer and rabbit right i never thought i would but that's where i am now right i watch bambi and uh i get a bit too i guess uh a bit too happy when uh, the mother gets shot now uh it's, it's changing me in ways i don't not really pleased with, right? I think part of the reason might be a bit personal, right? Uh, I think uh, going back to the first time I ever planted something was uh, in uh, grade two. Uh, the, you might have had the same thing happen to you around that age where teachers just give the class a list of seeds and everybody plants something. I knew that the girl I had my first crush on was a uh, going away at the end of the year uh so when i got the list i saw forget-me-nots and i thought i'd plant some and uh i'd give them to her and uh they were eaten by rats um so i never really got a chance so it's it quite upsetting for me and now it was almost i think 20 25 years after that uh no, 22 years, sorry, 21 years after that, when, uh, when, uh, I started my garden, 
And I think I'd totally forgotten that about that memory until the first time I got a deer attack on my garden. And I think uh, uh, more another thing that didn't help was the fact that my neighbor, who's uh, don't want to you know disparage him on a, a podcast, he doesn't have an opportunity to defend himself. But um, I'll just say that like uh, he seems to like what happened was like he gave he gave me a warning in the way he sees it it was like i i was starting the garden beds i was uh planting some bulbs and uh he just walked over and uh he just said oh this is a waste of time after i was done everything uh by the way uh he just oh no you're wasting your time the there's so many deer in this area that they're going to eat everything you do they ate all our roses uh, we just kind of gave up, uh, and I'm like, oh no, that's that's fine. You can like, cause he's um, what he is, he's a a bit of a depressive, downer, jaded kind of guy. Uh, so I always think, you know, that's just a bad attitude, buddy. Right? You know, you're just letting uh, the deer get you down. Uh, even if they do eat my plants, I thought going into it, you know, uh, it's their uh, b- ecosystem right there, biome. They lived here before the housing developers uh, put in some townhouses, right? Like uh, the river is a conservation area, uh, so it makes sense that uh, they would feel free to roam. And like uh, if I got to see some deer, you know, at the cost of uh, play, yeah, uh, losing some plants, it's, it's fine. And I had so many plants, I felt you know if they eat some. I'll still have enough. I, I I was going into it with probably the best attitude possible, uh, and uh, just but you know it turned out. I think the desire uh, to not have the neighbor win uh, and be proven right uh, kind of took over at that point, right? So uh, I, I although I wouldn't have cared. If I hit my if the plants hit my deer, I noticed that when they actually did, he would really derive quite a bit of enjoyment from it, right? Um, it's like, haha, I told you so, motherfucker. Almost, I told you. Uh, again, it wouldn't have mattered. It's like he told me after I planted them, but eh, he just comes, oh, I told you, you wasted your time. Uh, and, uh, so what I did was I tried to um, plan it out where I would have deer-resistant plants, right? I, I, heard, uh, I looked up that term uh, and uh, got a list of plants on the, online which uh, were supposed to be deer-resistant. I found, thankfully, that many of the ones I'd already planted, like the gladiolus and, uh, yeah... Ca- uh, canna lilies, uh, they said, uh, were deer resistant. Um, and I'm oh, that's great. Right? I don't even have to worry. This guy is getting me spooked for nothing. Uh, I'll buy some. And although there are some things I wanted to buy, like strawberry plants, uh, that definitely are not deer resistant, the deer would love to eat them. I thought, hey, what if I get like uh, this deer resistant, a few deer resistant plants and kind of hide the, the uh, strawberry plant around them, right? So I bought. Um, a few plants just to experiment. The only plants I bought fully formed, the rest of them were either in seed or bulb form. Yeah, I bought a few deer-resistant plants 
and uh, the strawberries, and I, I try to arrange them in such a way that maybe the deer wouldn't be able to access them. What happened um, was the uh, very next day, uh, the deer, when I went to the, the garden, the deer had eaten all the deer-resistant flowers except for plants except for one, which they trampled, and uh, they devastated the strawberries, just destroyed them. Uh, it turned out to be okay because what happened was because the strawberry plants couldn't uh, produce any fruits initially, they just focused on production of leaves and runners, which uh, are these above-ground vines which, uh, with which the uh, strawberry plants divide. So I ended up getting probably more strawberry plants than I would have otherwise had because the deer hit them, um, which might be good. I think I might end up having more strawberries this year, uh, but I digress. Uh, the deer ate the everything. It's just it's just about everything. And the one thing that they didn't eat, they trampled. And I had to cut it down myself just to save the plant, just because of the damage that was done to uh, to it. I had to do quite a bit of work. So they, it would have been better off if they <clears throat> if they ate that too, right? Um, it was it was quite frustrating. So I was just thinking then that. Um, I felt like I was a bit gaslit by the, the garden center. You know, they told me it was deer resistant and the next day gone, right? Uh, of course, you don't get any refunds. Uh, so I thought, you know, let me just focus on protecting the other ones I already planted, which the internet also tells me are deer resistant, but now I'm beginning to wonder if, if they're vulnerable too, right? The uh, gladiolus and whatnot. And uh, thankfully the gladiolus uh, the entire time, you know, when the leaves start shooting up through the uh, the the ground and uh, the stem, uh, the flower stem po pops up. All throughout that, the deer were fine. They didn't touch the plant at all. I think they nibbled on one, uh, one or two of the plants, and probably just because of the novelty, nibbled enough to know that they didn't find out they didn't like it. And it just went away. That's the most you can ask for, right? I mean, the deer aren't going to be able to know without taking a bite uh, that they can't eat this plant, right? So you're going to have some damage, but that's you would think it's yeah, it's fine, it's perfect. It's gladiolus. I'm going to plant more every. I was actually looking at garden catalogs for more exotic types of gladiolus, so I could plant more and more in the following years, right? Because it's a beautiful plant. Uh, it's a beautiful flower. Like it's. Um, it has a spike with uh, florets that blossom from the top going up, pretty large. Um, and they, they really add uh, a lot of height and, you know, to a floral. I, I love them. They're great. Uh, um, so <clears throat> that perfect. I'm going to have planning out years and years ahead the gladiolus I'm going to plant. Uh, and find... Uh, Come to find out when they actually flower, that the deer, they, although they don't eat the plants, they do eat the flowers. So they would just eat the the flowers as they opened, um, wasting. You just rendering an entire waste of time. It was probably more frustrating uh, than the flowers that they actually uh, ate to the point where they weren't able to grow. Um, my canna lilies. Um, I had these, and also just like stargazer lilies, regular, 
Asiatic lilies, but the star the canna lilies were supposed to be deer resistant, and uh, I was uh, I accidentally this was my first year gardening, um, and I had dug all the garden beds myself, and I didn't although it went mostly well. <clears throat> There was one area, there's one little patch where the canna lilies were that didn't have that well-drained soil, so it would just get uh, a bit flooded at times. Um, but luckily, this plant kind of stuck through. Um, um, I lucked out that the plant that ended up being in that spot was able to manage it, uh, and it did okay. But then the deer started hitting it. And they hit almost every... It was devastating to watch because the the leaves of the canna lily are beautiful in and of themselves. Like, people use them as a houseplant. Um, and it might flower a couple times a year, but they'll just leave it on display the rest of the year just for its foliage, right? Because it is a beautiful plant. But the deer would eat every plant, uh, every leaf. They just ate everything except for the stem um every time a new leaf would shoot up they would just like bite eat it off uh and but what happened was the stems alone i don't know there must have been enough energy in the rootstock for uh, just to produce a flower on its own without the the leaves but it did flower like they, they 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 did flower and uh, for one day, I remember just waking up and going to the garden, seeing a bunch of the flowers on bare stems, and it was really, I was really happy. It, I was really th pleased. And uh, the next day, I thought, like, you know, why didn't I take a picture of it? It was too late at night when it occurred to me. I should have taken a picture. It would look cool. The next morning, next morning, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take a photo. I'll take a photo and uh, no, I uh, couldn't because the the deer ate the flowers on that night too. So I was just like, they can't let me have anything nice. Um, the only things they don't eat are, uh, in my experience, are things that are poisonous, like foxgloves, like digitalis, uh, which is used to like synthesize heart medication and uh, would lead, could lead to heart attacks if uh, consumed, uh, even touched. Uh, it can lead to some problems. They recommend that you hold it with gloves, uh, handle it with gloves. I found that out after planting it barehanded, um, but it turned out fine, thankfully. But things like of that nature that do not, uh, yeah, that are poisonous. Because you oftentimes they say things are deer resistant because of their texture, uh, but they're only develop that texture later on when they're adults, and the deer will just eat them when they're soft and young. So you never get a shot. So you just write those off: cone, cone flowers, stuff like that, canna lilies, I suppose. That's the logic there. Um, things of that nature. The things I had a problem with are just they. Yeah, they're. The deer will eat them anyways, but the poisonous stuff is okay. But then again, it's like, do you want to plant a bunch of poisonous gardens? Uh, yeah, a bunch of poisonous plants in your garden, right? Um, you don't want that. Um, 
thankfully, like I, I, I the plants uh, that are poisonous, they're not like deadly, deadly on first bite, right? Uh, they're usually just distasteful. Um, but I think because I complain about deer so often and I get like so upset when I talk about them, uh, people don't realize it. Like there was this one a friend of mine, like um, Holly, uh, she. I was telling her about my plan to, you know, plant more poisonous and uh, plants. And then she was just looking at me like, you want to poison the deer? Why? I'm like, no, relax. I wouldn't do that. Come on. I looked it up. It's illegal. I wouldn't do that. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to get myself arrested. Um, but it's actually, it would be, it would probably be better to kill a person uh, than to kill a deer in Toronto. You probably have a better chance of getting away with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely wouldn't do that, uh, even if I got upset enough. I think what I will end up doing, though, is I'll have a, a little dartboard with, like, Bambi and uh, Bugs Bunny. I think I might add uh, Alvin uh, and Chipmunks, too, because I do have, like, a squirrel problem, right? Um, squirrels, uh, I first, first was bothered by them when I, I decided to plant uh, some spring bulbs because a lot of them are deer resistant, right? The deer don't eat, uh, I was told they don't eat crocus. They eat some of them. They don't prefer them, but they'll eat them. Um, daffodils, I've had a good experience with daffodils this year. Uh, deer don't eat those, uh, tulips, the deer eat them, but I've had a good time keeping them away with hot, like sprinkling some cayenne pepper in the area. Like they don't, uh, I think the smell is just kind of deters them so they don't bite they don't go near the plants um which is good um even though like their tulips are like candy for them so, so i was planting these spring bulbs because a lot of them would be deer resistant proven deer resistant uh plants uh and because they're uh like mild toxic qualities right or just tasteful uh chemical responses and defenses um and um yeah, planting those, but the problem is that you have to keep them underground um, over winter. And uh, when you're planting them in the fall, that's the same time of year that the squirrels are uh, trying to dig up and bury uh, nuts and food su supplies for the spring, right? So they end up uh, just digging up the bulbs that you plant and then burying them somewhere else uh oftentimes what happens is uh, if you look up uh wildflower uh you know field guides online field guides lists of wildflowers in your area you might see crocus as one of them uh and crocus is uh, like a european i believe it's a european plant it's definitely a, uh not a native north american plant it's a garden ornamental plant uh but what happens is the squirrels dig like i said they dig them up from people's gardens plant them and forget about them and uh those plants just go out and uh multiply in the wild end up uh creating drifts of their own uh happens uh i guess like without this process we wouldn't have like oak trees or right? the squirrels do have some function in that but or if they didn't forget about everything it, yeah if they didn't if they forgot if they didn't forget about anything uh, then we wouldn't have those oaks, but it's still frustrating when it's your garden. So like, uh, I would Google, uh, t 
squirrel resistant bulbs when I first had that problem of the deer uh, squirrels digging up and the first thing how to keep yeah how to keep squirrels away from your uh, spring bulbs and uh, the, the recommendation I got was uh, to plant squirrel resistant bulbs like crocus right after googling to see how I can keep the uh, squirrels from digging up more of my crocus they tell me to plant things like crocus I've had that problem where Google maybe it's not again it feels like everybody's just fucking with my head this whole thing like uh so confused because like with the with um hyacinths i had uh, the deer eat my hyacinths recently googled how to keep the deer yeah deer eating hyacinths uh and uh first response is like the hyacinths are one of the plants that can truly be considered deer resistant deer proof right and it's like no no they're not uh i <laughs> just tell me how I don't tell me that the like my problem isn't happening, you motherfuckers. Tell me how you can solve it. But there's nothing. And you just have to kind of embrace it, right? And I think I'm not uh, because of that past like uh, trauma in uh, grade two, uh, planting uh, those forget-me-nots for Gabrielle. I'm just not suited uh, to do it. I've also had like a bit of uh, want to talk about uh, a shift in my gardening plan uh, this year. Um, because I had actual uh, COVID-19 related gardening plan changes uh, because I was planning to have a much more uh, plant, like uh, I expanded the garden bed last year at the end of the season uh, dramatically, like doubled the size of the garden. Um, I started, they tell you to start uh, small and then grow uh, just to make sure you don't like... uh, overdo it so i started with not the biggest garden patch but like it was pretty big uh but wasn't as big as i could have gone and uh this year at the end of last year i expanded it to uh uh, yeah and i was going to plant uh a lot of spring bulbs uh a lot of fall uh summer uh flowering spring planted bulbs as opposed to the fall planted spring flowering bulbs like uh, daffodils and uh so i i because mainly because like there was just so much space that i couldn't really afford to buy all the bulbs that it would have taken to like fill it it would cost like thousands of dollars uh to buy all of them so if i uh, i I figured i just like develop it over a little while right um space amount thankfully a lot of these things multiply and grow throughout the year so um uh, i figured it would be fine but then um with covid i felt like uh it would make sense just to kind of delay uh uh, some of that and uh uh, do a vegetable garden this year i already had a small vegetable garden half of the last year's relatively small bed was um vegetables but this year i felt maybe it would make sense to just minimize trips to the grocery store kind of place like downward pressure on like food (laughs) food demand right do a little part to help reduce the shortages things like that uh it is the most effective economical uh environmentally friendly way to get your food uh, so I thought maybe for this year, 
also because of like the infeasibility of getting like to the garden center and being able to buy lots of ornamental plants um i would have to order things online and i don't really feel comfortable doing that just because of how hit or miss some of the bulbs i buy from the stores are right like if you buy i had one uh time i went to the garden center <clears throat> and um bought some bulbs and it was only when i went to the uh, the subway uh a couple of minutes after leaving the store that i smelled the the rotting smell coming from one of the packs of bulbs right if you've ever smelled them they smell like rotting uh like potatoes or like rotting onions or something like that i just when they're going bad it's a definitely a familiar smell um uh, and uh i was able to just swap them out for good ones but if that happened if i got them in the mail um that whole process of even if i was able to return them uh would i get the good ones back in time to um to be able to plant them before uh right uh it's too late to plant that plant for the year um right and like would i know with all of these people ordering things online would there even be reliable delivery of my plants right is there any guarantee that the people of the catalog i'm sure you know they would try their best but like what if canada post just has my plants just sitting in the truck for a week in their depot because they're backlogged um I can't really, yeah, I don't, I don't want to deal with that kind of stuff. So I just have a vegetable garden now, but to make up for the lack of, uh, I'd say like physical, like there's some beautiful vegetables, um, rare, but there are some visually appealing vegetables in the garden, like Swiss chard. I think you could probably get away with planting that in, uh, a flower garden, right? An ornamental garden, um, I really think Brussels sprouts are very good looking too, um, especially like the purple variety of Brussels sprouts. But most vegetables, like lettuce too, like lettuce, uh, some <clears throat> types of red lettuce, when they're allowed to bolt, they look kind of almost like they're from a different planet. Uh, they like some varieties of red lettuce, romaine lettuce, when they bolt, they really look very striking. They're not pleasing to eat when they get to that stage. You're supposed to eat them before they develop their flowers. Uh, but they do look really good if you like let a few go to flower. So what I was thinking was to make up for some of the lost beauty uh, from the flowers that I won't be able to plant because of COVID, uh, I would uh, make up for that Yeah, yeah, with a more structure order and allowing some of those traditionally edible plants to be grown like ornamentals right so i would grow a bunch of lettuce but then one of those lettuce plants will be uh cornered off almost uh so that it can be grown to its full potential and uh develop its flowers and uh look good. Uh, yeah hopefully I'm going to try to make it look so because I, I was thinking about um, and you can watch this on Netflix. There's this Monty Don series, uh, Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, Don, D-O-N. This is the guy's name. He's a British, famous British gar gardener, has a lot of gardening shows. And he has this um, mini series on French gardens. And um, 
second episode it's um talks about like french vegetable gardens like uh kitchen gardens and uh that has this uh long extended bit on uh villandry which is like this uh potager kind of it's just like uh, this ornamental uh vegetable garden of uh, edible garden uh where they grow foods purely for display purposes uh and uh it was at a time where he goes on in better detail because he's like a, you know, he, he's very eloquent and he knows the, uh, not saying I'm not eloquent, but he's, he knows more about the, uh, the history of garden design. So he talks about the desire to create like order over and like uh, establishing man's domination over nature and like having order and form in a garden. And to bring, uh, as opposed to like traditional, like m- more modern concepts of like a beauty in a garden, which is, uh, you know, more informal, right? When you think about like a modern English cottage garden. Uh, so I was thinking because I can't have flowers, I would just have it really heavily manicured and designed vegetable bed. Everything kind of intricately placed out with some spots left out like specifically planned out for plants to grow fully uh to the yeah grow to their full potential and flower and um yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes uh if it goes well i might take some pictures if it doesn't then i'll just eat them and it'll be fine <laughs> right um because it doesn't have to again like it's yeah, that's a that's a good thing I guess about the vegetable garden as opposed to a flower garden. If you have an ugly flower garden, right? If you mess up with your flower garden, you're like, yeah. Uh, but if you if you mess up your vegetable garden, you just dig everything up and eat it, right? Uh, so we'll see. Um, but that's it's a good. Um, I mean, lots of governments are recommending people do it uh, for um, during COVID, uh, for the same reasons, all some of the same reasons that they did during the world wars, uh, right? Because it does put like the downward pressure on food prices and whatnot, but it is a very healthy way to get your food. The probably the healthiest way, uh, you get complete control. Um, also it's very good exercise. Uh, gardening burns more calories per hour, uh, than going to the gym. It's, a uh, a full body workout also i find because like i, I think i said in my weight loss podcast that like uh, most of the workouts uh traditional workouts in the gym uh bore me before i can get like tired before i get tired enough to to actually uh, consider it a workout right um but with gardening you just kind of push yourself long further because it's task oriented right you want to weed a garden bed uh, you want to keep on going until you finish the garden bed, so you uh, squat longer than you might have otherwise noticed, right? Also, it's uh, because it's relatively soothing when you're not focused on what the deer are eating. Uh, you're outdoors. Uh, you know you can uh, if you listen to birds or whatnot. You get fresh air. You see some pollinators in your garden or whatnot. Uh, some little bumblebees, uh, butterflies, hummingbirds. If you're lucky, uh, it's you can you'll stay there a lot longer than you would in a gym. Uh, so you get a good full body workout, um, especially when you're converting uh, a garden. What happened with uh, my garden bed when I was starting it was um, 
and it happens with a lot of uh, housing developments is that the builders to save some time and money instead of dumping all of their waste they'll just take some of their excess housing material and just like kind of play like put a bit of yeah dig a hole put all their excess stuff in it cover it with the dirt pl plant some grass on top of it and just move on right no one will ever have to notice but then when uh, you want to do some landscaping you just do a little bit of digging and right underneath the grass there's a bunch of bricks and rocks and right all this stuff so you what would have been like removing grass isn't the easiest job uh but removing this grass uh was horrific and i had to remove effectively i think the first foot of soil uh remove uh, a bunch of rocks from the um a little while below that just to improve the drainage even then uh, I, I didn't get it all right uh, like i mentioned earlier uh, but I ended up being thousands, uh, probably pounds of soil and rock that I had to dig up and move and throw out, uh, and, uh, replacing that with bags of soil brought from the garden center, thousands of pounds of that too. So all that lifting probably cemented, I think, um, yeah, it's probably the most exercise I've ever done in my life. It was... I, I did gain a lot of, uh, so I would recommend it just for that. If you're looking for some exercise to do, uh, it's not too late uh, to begin it. It's actually a perfect time now because uh, in Canada, the place I'm at um, in Toronto, the around Victoria Day, May the 24th is the one you want to be planting it, uh, late May. Uh, if you're in like the eastern seaboard uh Probably right now, like in our, like a New England, uh, it's probably Pennsylvania, Midwest, probably going to be dealing around the same, yeah, planting around the same uh, time I would. Uh, so if you're about to start, uh, you'll probably notice your grocery stores uh, are still, even if your garden centers are closed, uh, grocery stores always have like a small section for plants and whatnot, so you can buy your potting soil, uh, a few containers. You can buy the containers online if you'd like. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, just buy some plants and get started. Um, even if it is just containers, it is a good bet. But if you do have like um, a garden center that's open, I know like uh, Canadian tires are open uh, for a curbside pickup, it, right? Uh, in, in, in Ontario, so I'm not sure if the relevant, like a Lowe's would probably be the equivalent in America, I guess, so Home Depot, uh, if they have uh, something similar to that so that you can buy uh, large amounts of uh, garden supplies without like endangering yourself or the employees, right? They just, uh, you order what you want online and they get it ready for you and you drive over and pick it up and then you just, yeah, you go. Um, It'll be it, it, so you can you can't the COVID hasn't completely eliminated your options. The only downside though is like you can't actually see the plants that you want to plant. So it's a great time to start a vegetable garden because uh, you're planting those from seeds, right? And they're very cheap. So yeah, think about it. Uh, that's my gardening podcast for today.